Jewish audio on Kaban.org. Rambam, Mishneh Torah, starting a new set of laws. Hilches, Matnas, Aniim, the gifts, the laws of gifts to the poor. Yesh Bechlolon, incorporated in this law, are Shlosh Esrei Mitzvahs, 13 commandments. Sheva Mitzvahs, I say, 7 positive commandments. Vesheish Mitzvahs, Laisase, 6 negative commandments. Vezehu Proton, and these are the details. <coughs> Incidentally, this set of laws is a, are very basic to the whole agricultural system, <coughs> which talks about remembering the poor, incorporating within it the laws of tzedakah, of charity as well. Very interesting, again, very basic laws. And they incorporate within them, I believe, ten chapters Aleph, one, lahaniach peya, to leave a corner of one's field, beis shaloyachala isa, and all of these commandments, the positive commandment comes with a partner negative commandment, not to destroy the corner. So we have the commandment not to destroy it and to leave it. Gimel leket, to leave leket, the gatherings, and we're going to define all of these. Not to gather it, but leave it for the poor. To leave the dropped grapes, the not full clusters of grapes, not to gather them. To leave the fallen grapes, not to gather them. To leave the forgotten bundles, not to return and take the forgotten bundles. In the years where the miser, where the tithing is a special tithe for the poor, to set aside the tithes for the poor, there are some years that the tithe is Maser Sheni, where you take it to Jerusalem. Some years the tithe is to the poor, as we will learn. Yudbeis. Litain tzedakah, to give tzedakah kamisas yad, according to what, what, what one can afford. Yudgimel shleya'amets levove aloanim, not to harden, tighten one's heart when it comes to the poor. Oveyer mitzvahs elo v'prokem elon, the explanation of these commandments in the upcoming chapters. So everybody has to put on their farmer's hat and make believe you're a farmer in the dell, not the computer dell. When somebody harvests his field, Israel was created as an agricultural economy. The laws revolve around agriculture. If somebody harvests his field, comes the Torah and says, he should not harvest his entire field. He should leave some standing grain for the poor in the field. You don't have to harvest the whole field. Leave a little standing grain. As it says, do not destroy or consume the corner of your field when you harvest. 
This applies to Echad whether somebody harvests, the Echad or somebody just plucks out the grain, <coughs> not to take the little bit in the corner, but to leave it for the poor. And that little bit of grain which is left, and we're soon going to talk about volume, who Hanikra that's called the corner. That's called the mitzvah of Peya. Just as this applies in a field where he leaves it in the field. So also he does it with trees as well. Fields of grain, orchards of trees. When he harvests, when he gathers the produce of the trees, he leaves a little bit for the poor. Now comes an important part of this whole system. In order to understand these halachas, you have to focus. What if he transgressed? And he harvested the whole field of grain. Or he gathered all the produce of the trees. He forgot. He just did it. He left nothing. He violated the Torah commandment. There's a remedy. He takes a little bit of what he harvested. Or what he gathered in produce. And gives it to the poor. That's the remedy. Here's the mechanism. Giving it is a positive mitzvah. You shall leave it to the poor and the stranger. Therefore, if somebody forgot to leave it, which is the negative commandment, don't cut it, he can remedy it by giving it. You violate a negative commandment, you correct it by exercising the positive commandment. That's a very common theme in Torah. Furthermore, even if the grain was already ground, Veloshe was processed, and he needed it, and it's now made into breads, still not too late. He can still take that obligation of the corner of the field, which is now loaves of bread, and give the right amount to poor people. Remedy the situation, no harm done. Now this is called love, shenitek le'esa, a negative commandment connected to a positive. Don't destroy the corners, give it to the poor. The remedy, if you did destroy the corners, is by giving it to the poor, and it's all good. Again, for those who appreciate the technical legalities of Torah, this is a fantastic concept. You mess up, you're correct, no problem. That's why you have the negative and the positive, and that's the format of all these commandments. Gimel, what if the plot thickens? What if the entire harvest that was reaped was destroyed? It was a big fire, or rodents came. It got burned or destroyed. Now we got problem. Houston, we got a problem. He harvested his entire field. All of his produce is now gone. He has no way to correct his transgression of not leaving it for the poor. 
Under the right circumstances where witnesses warned him and saw him, there is the possibility of lashes. Even though he says, hey, what should I do? There was a fire. What you should do is leave it to begin with. You have no way of remedying it now. Because one thing is clear. He transgressed the negative commandment by harvesting it. That's a transgression. But there's no way to correct that. He can't fulfill the positive commandment which was placed adjacent to it. So therefore, it's not like he's being punished because the rodents ate it or because the fire consumed it. He's being punished because he was warned and told, leave it for the poor. And he didn't. So that is mitzvah number one, and that is called peyah, the corners. Dalid, v'chein beleket, the same thing applies with regard to leket, which is going to define in great detail a little bit later, but this is, in short, kishaketzer, when somebody harvests. Uma'alem, and he binds the grain into sheaves. In the Joseph story, we read about his dream, where his brothers were binding sheaves. That's ma'alem. So the law here is that when you're collecting the grains and making them into bundles called sheaves, and you drop a few grains, don't pick them up. You leave them for the portion. The gleanings, the droppings of your harvest, do not go back and gather them. And again, we're going to talk about minimums and volumes later. Of our relictan, what if he transgressed and gathered them? Even as earlier, he ground them and baked them. It's not too late. He gives the bread to the poor man. To the poor man and the stranger, you shall leave them. If they're lost, and they're burned, or they're burned, after he gathered them, before he gave them to the poor, he could be liable for lashes under certain circumstances. The same law applies to fallen grapes. That fell from the vineyard harvest. So also, where we have underdeveloped or incomplete clusters of grapes, or as Jackie Mason says, clusters of grapes, they should also be left for the poor. As it says, in your vineyard, you shall not harvest or pet and the droppings of your vineyard, you shall not gather, you leave them for the poor. So these are the underdeveloped clusters or the individual drop grapes. So also, if somebody's making pie of bundles and he forgets, forgets one bundle in the field, earlier we learned about the gleanings that fall from the individual parts, while he's making bundles. Now, if he forgets a bundle in the field, he's driving with his uh, wagon or his uh, Ford pickup truck. I'm trying to drive American here. Ford pickup truck. He shouldn't take it because he forgot that sheaf. 
You forget a bundle in the field. Don't go back and take it. But if he transgressed, and he took it, even if he processed it and ground it, and baked it, he gives it to the poor. It shall be for the stranger. The orphan, the widow, this is a positive commandment. So we learn that Shakul and Mitzvah, they all have the mechanism of negative commandments adjacent to positive commandments. And therefore, as explained in great detail earlier, if he did not fulfill their positive commandment, he can be susceptible to lashes. Just as the prohibition against taking for, for forgotten produce, which is shikha, applies in regard to sheaves of grain, kachi it also applies to standing grain. If he left some standing grain, but did not harvest it, this should be for the poor. Just as the forgetting is within grain, there's also forgetting with trees, for example, it says that when you harvest your olives, don't, I guess, beautify it. Don't complete it. This applies to all other trees. Zion, don't go back and take its glory. Zion, so therefore... In summation, we learn that there are four gifts to the poor in a vineyard. Haperet, the peret, the drop grapes, the incomplete grapes, the corner and the forgotten grapes. Three gifts in grain. Leket, the the gatherings, Hashikha forgotten, Bapeya the corners, or Stein Bailonis and two trees, Hashikha Bapeya forgetting and the corners. Ches Komatnasaniamelo, all of the above gifts to the poor. Ain Bohentevis Hanoyalabilim. There's no benefit that the farmer can have from designating the recipient, which means there are certain gifts where the farmer picks, for example, which kohen he gives the truma to, which levy he gives the miser to, as we will learn. He can give it to his brother-in-law. He can give it to his neighbor. He can give it to his son-in-law. But in this case, he just has to walk away and let anyone who is there take it. The poor come, take them, whether the farmer likes it or not. Even the guy's arch enemy is allowed onto his field. Even a poor farmer, the courts can make the poor farmer give it. He can say, listen, I'm a poor farmer, and I don't have that many trees, and I don't have that much acreage of grain, and I'm going to take it for myself. I myself am poor. No. He also has to leave it, and the courts can enforce it. Now we keep using the word ger, stranger. What is the definition of stranger? Kol ger ha'omer Sometimes in the Torah, the word ger means a convert, meaning a member of the nations of the world who converts and becomes a Jew. 
Sometimes the word stranger means a settler, a non-Jew who settles in Israel and accepts the seven Noahide laws upon him, but does not convert. What is the law here? So he says, Kol ger omer In general terms, the word ger in the gifts for the poor, ein eleger tzedek, is a proselyte, a convert. Sharehu omer b'maseroni, as it says in the laws of the tidings for the poor, the Levite will come and the stranger. There, this teaches us, just as the Levite is a member of the covenant, so also the stranger is a member of the covenant, he is a convert. Nevertheless, even though technically this has a definition of a Jewish stranger, still... Any stranger from any people who are there, even non-Jewish, or the words he used here, is even idolatrous, poor people should not be prevented. They can come along with the Jewish converts, the regular strangers, and they could take them just, they could take these foods just for the sake of peace. Because Judaism mandates that we have to support the non-Jewish poor along with the poor. Along with the Jewish poor, and that's a general mitzvah. So therefore, although technically it applies to Jewish converts, loosely it applies to all needy people. Yud, nam ar the verbiage is stated when it comes to the gifts to the poor, le'oni v'lager tazavesim, to the poor and the stranger. You leave them. Calls manshaniim tevenesim, as long as there are poor who demand them, then we have to leave them. Poskoaniim l'bakish v'lazer aleim, what if there are no more poor hanging out in the field? Nobody wants them. Arayanishim and mutter l'chalodim. Whatever is left, is permissible to everyone, even not to the poor, even the farmer himself. Because there's no sanctity that comes upon this produce like there is in the heave offerings of the Kohen. And he doesn't have to give their value. It's just if they're there, they can take. He doesn't say he shall give. He leaves them. He's not commanded to leave it to the animals or the birds. But to the poor. But there are no more poor, which means I did my thing and it's over. When can anybody come in and take these gleanings? When the second group of gatherers come in, and they will gather after the first group, and they'll leave. When can Everybody be permitted to take peret and leilays mishach aniim, but cannot be available when the people will be there and leave. The poor people hanisha achrekem whatever is left mutal lecholodim anyone can take. Meimasayim b'torim kolodim b'shikchos shalzeisim. When can anybody come and take the forgotten of the olives? Be Eretz Yisrael in Israel imshachachaisim bereishazayis. If you forgot them at the top of the olive tree, as a mutaba, it's permissible. Made a shchedish kislev. From the first day of Kislev, which is the beginning, Shuzmanavia Shni of the second rainy season, as we learned earlier, 
But gatherings of olives, sheshchacham, piles of olives which were forgotten, under the tree, are permitted whenever the poor stop coming. Yud base twelve kosman sheeshloni little shechazazesim amunachas waras tachazayilonas as long as the poor has a right to take the olives under the trees until he takes apapishikvar hutakol adam b'shikchashvereshiyon even though everybody is already allowed to go to the top of the trees v'chalman sheeshloi shitul sheeshloi little shikchashvereshiyon as long as he can take the forgotten from the top of the trees until he takes apapishadayin lein shikchatachta even though there's nothing left under the tree. Yud Gimel 13. The gifts to the poor in the field where the poor don't care about them. They revert back to the farmer. Even though the poor are still here. Yud Dalit All of these gifts to the poor. Where do they apply? Where is this custom kept? By biblical law. This obligation only holds true. Allah be Eretz Yisrael in the land of Israel. Kitrumais umaisris, like the laws of the heave offering to the Kohen and the tithing to the Levi, biblically they're only in Eretz Yisrael. The verse says, when you will harvest as Ktsir Artschem, the harvest of your land, Kisikter Ksircha Besodecha, when you will harvest the harvest in your field, However, the Gemara says, that the laws of Peya, the corner to the poor, are also observed in the diaspora by rabbinic law. It appears to me, said the Rambam, the same applies to the rest of these gifts. They're all observed by rabbinic mandate in the diaspora. Tesvav 15, now we ask the big question, what is the minimum obligation for the corner, for the payah? So the answer is, when I tell you from biblical law, ain't lashir, there is no minimum. Even if he leaves one grain, Yatsi Dechevasi fulfilled his obligation. But by rabbinic law, ain't pachas, miachan mishishim, no less than one sixtieth. Bein ba'oretz, whether in Israel, bein b'chutzlaros, or in the diaspora. As the field gets bigger, he should give more than one sixtieth. It also depends upon the multitude of poor. It depends upon the blessings of the crop of that year. Ketzat, for example. Soda, a field, which is tiny. Where if he left one sixtieth, it's not even going to feed one poor man. He should give a little more. So also, if there were so many poor, if he adds. If he planted a little bit, and he gathered a lot, proof positive that he was blessed. He should add to the extent of the blessings, relative to the blessings, and the rule is that anyone adds, that adds to the corners. Hashem adds reward to him, and there's no limit to how much one should leave. The more one leaves, the more is the blessing. End of chapter 1.